What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Outfront. We are on our 12th episode. Let's get a little round of applause right there. Um, we got a, I'm looking at it right now. Amazing agenda for you guys today. Crazy stories, ongoing segment, teen things, sports, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Outfront. Another episode, episode twelve, I think it is. Charlie said, um, "Indeed, a lot of a lot of new things are going to happen today. Talk about fantasy, fantasy advice. We're also going to introduce our fantasy expert, but that's for later in the episode. Anyways, uh, let's, you know, let's hop right into this podcast. It's been a while, a couple weeks since we posted, but here we are. Uh, so, Charlie, do you want to talk about the presidential debate real quick? You know, just to start things off with a bang. Well, um." I guess we could start by saying presidential presidential debate sure was a bang because wow that was something else. Um, to be honest, I don't think I got a clear response from anybody watching that. Yeah, that was um kind of a chaotic mess. What I like to say, unpresidential debate. Yeah, that's probably a best way to put it. I mean, it fact, just felt it felt like a shouting match. Well. Just for Trump, because Biden was barely saying anything. But if if I didn't know any better, I'd think I was watching SNL. I mean, yeah, that was that was just terrible. I mean, like, I mean, as Trump likes to say, tremendous. Um, I, I just like that was just not okay. For I I don't know what to say about really about that. I just well, all I have to say is I was not impressed. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Um, but hopefully the vice presidential debate will be much more presidential. Oh, 100%. I uh, I think it will end up being a lot more presidential because both of those candidates are definitely going to be more. They'll learn from what they saw the other yes. night. Um, but, um, yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely have to say for a lot of kids who are watching, and this is their first presidential debate they've ever seen, I promise you that's not how they all usually are. This was um, a rare, a rare occurrence. It was not the best night for America, and I, I'm, yeah, it was. I don't really have any words for it. I'm, we're not going to dive too deep down into what we thought about each what, what yeah. each candidate said, but um, just for the younger viewers, just know that that is not how a presidential debate should be handled whatsoever. Well, moving on from the, the bang we started with. We're going to talk about a crazy story before moving on to team things right after, and then we'll move into sports. Uh, so first off, I'm going to talk about the story, Catalina, try to make it as quick as possible. So uh, I was, this is all Boy Scouts. All this crazy stuff seems to happen to Boy Scouts. I've seen some stupid and crazy stuff. Um, so we're biking to two harbors uh, at Catalina. Uh, Charlie, do you know where that is? Um, yeah, it's... It's like the small part of the more, island. Is, is it... Um, is it on the opposite side of Avalon? Yeah, well, you know the small part where it connects the two parts of the islands? Yes, I know where that is. I was yeah, that, so we go there. We bike yeah. there every year. And this is like my second year. Wait, just to be clear, that's where you can see one side of the ocean. And then you can, if you look over behind, you can see the other side. Yeah, no, like it's really short. You can like literally it's, walk yeah, over. It's, like a, it's yeah. like a mile or something. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my first year in Scouts, I, uh, if I remember correctly. Last year, I could take a boat. It was really fun. But the first year, we had a bike. And, you know, it was easy. It, I mean, it was it was hard for me as a younger, like a 13-year-old. 13, 13 but, you know, my friends, there was a trail you were supposed to take when you got there. It was like, it got really steep at the end, but you it was fine. My friends, uh, about my patrol leader and my two other friends, did not take that path. They took the wrong path. And, um... Let's just say it was the probably the most steep path I've ever seen. It went straight, basically, it went at like a really steep angle, and they went down as fast as possible. That uh, Charlie, I don't think you you know this probably doesn't end well. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's gonna end well. Someone's gonna fall face forward in the rocks. Oh no, no, no! It gets it's worse than that. One of my friends uh, basically falls over. He gets run over by my patrol leader. The only thing that really protected him from breaking anything, his bike was on top of him, and he went right over the bike, and then he fell. And my last friend, uh, he didn't fall. He stopped somehow in time and saw this whole, like, and just happen. 
and after and the kid like that was under the bike got really scraped up and same with my patrol leader but dude i've i've seen some crazy things i've seen kids get rocks thrown at their heads i've seen broken coke bottles like but literally saw a purge but that's a whole nother story but um yeah that's a crazy story for today well um i do have to say that does kind of sound um is he okay now yeah he oh yeah he was fine after he didn't break anything just some just some scrapes all, all over his legs and his arms oh well that's unfortunate don't know really what else to say but like yeah, I mean, sucks for him. I mean, well, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. As long as he was fine, that was really the best thing. But um, do you want to move on to your segment, Teen Things? Yes, let's move on to our segment of Teen Things. And um, today's topic is, let me pull it up on my little notepad here. Um, today's topic. So, other night I was watching the news. I will not say which news station nor who said it, but... Someone said on the television, it was a newscaster, and I'm quoting the exact words that he said. He said, if you're a minor and you're awake right now, you should go to bed. Now, he was referring, if you were a minor watching the news right now and like the debate, you should go to bed. Now, I'm not going to, this has nothing to do about the debate, but I just don't think what he said was appropriate for the reason is, does he know of how much homework schools load on us kids and how long it takes us to do it each and every night? Colin, how many times have you had more than four hours of homework a night? Uh, probably every night. Exactly. No matter, I mean, I guess some schools don't give you that much homework and some kids are different breeds and they can do it in like 30 minutes, but a majority of kids get on average two plus hours of homework each night. So to say you should go to bed right now, I don't think that was a very um, okay response, especially if kids are when he and he said minor, basically anyone under eighteen. That's almost as saying kids under eighteen don't have an opinion. Colin, what are your thoughts on this? Telling minors to go to bed. Well, I mean, they kind of don't have a choice. It's either they get up early and do the work, or they stay up late and do the work. Mm-hmm. And so the they've said that staying up later is not as good that you should just get up early mm-hmm. but my opinion is for me i stay up later because i know if i do it in the morning and i don't wake up on time i'm gonna be screwed no matter exactly what i'm gonna it's I'm, a risk to do it wait to do it in the morning and so i'm like i'm gonna get the same amount of sleep if i go to bed early or if i go to bed you know go to bed and get up early or go to bed late and wake up at the same time so i just see mm-hmm. it as if I need more time, I have these hours, but if I don't have enough time in the morning to do it, then I'm going to be it's bad. I'm not going to get it done. Exactly. I understand if it's a small assignment and you wait to do it in the morning. Um, if you know you can get it done, it'll take you five minutes, you wake up, you got 30 minutes to do it. But if you want to do an essay, say school starts at 8.30 and you want to start your essay at 7.30, that's a terrible decision because you don't know how much time that's going to last you. That's why a lot of kids end up going this down the smart path and having to stay up till hours as late as like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. to do their homework. I don't think a lot of parents understand why it takes kids so long to do homework. Some kids, they procrastinate. Some kids, they physically can't focus hard enough due to um, learning disabilities. So I think what people in general need to understand, and especially schools, that it takes a lot of us on our mental health. And they always say, oh, why do you come to school looking so tired? Well, it's because we got work to do, homework. Yeah, life's to handle. Um, Colin, any closing thoughts on this? No, I think you covered it perfectly. I think I don't know if there's other really a good way to put it besides what you put it. I totally. Agree I mean, do you that. think schools though should be unloading unnecessary amounts of busy work? Because I think it's beneficial if the homework actually teaches you about the topic. But if it's the homework's just given you to like yeah. given to you so you can get the points, because a lot of kids look they don't do the homework because they like want to learn about it they do the homework so they can pass they get the points to pass a lot of kids are ending up having to do that just to get they're just trying to pass they're not trying to learn i feel like the homework should be at least given to you so you learn yeah no no i definitely agree because like i know some of the work my one of my friends said it's like some kids aren't even getting it yeah like you said they're not even getting it done to learn they're just getting it done to get it done so they don't get a bad grade whole reason why it's not to learn is like and like literally you're trying to burn through as fast as possible because there's so much to get done 
I I know it because I do it like almost every day. I have so much work. I'm literally like, I'm just like barely, I'm blazing through it because I want to get it done. Uh-huh. And I've noticed this many times. I'm, I'm not, when I'm looking at my homework, I'm not looking at, oh, what did I learn from that lesson? What did I learn? Oh, how, what did this teach me? For some yeah, classes, you're, you're yeah. looking on to the next assignment. I'm, I'm looking at, oh, how many points did this assignment give me? What's my grade now? What's my grade? I don't think it's teaching kids. I mean, look, it does teach kids how to be responsible in time management. I do think it has that aspect. But actual learning of the topics, I don't see any benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's I just, just it. like last year they were trying to lower the workload, but this year it's just gone back up. So I just don't think, well, yeah. I, yeah, I well, mean, I'm, right, go on. no, you can go, you can go. Oh, I was just going to say, well, that concludes our segment of teen things, unless you have anything else. to. No, that's, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, let us know down in the comments if you get too much homework at night, and we'll respond back to you because we are responding to comments. Um, moving on, another thing, a lot of work. Let's talk about the NBA. The Heat, they got a lot of work to do to catch up to these number one-seeded Western I mean, Conference Lakers. They kind of lost. They lost Dragic. They lost – I don't think they lost Butler. I think he's playing, but they lost Jimmy Adebayo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they lost they, – Adebayo's not playing tonight. Um, is there anyone else I'm missing? Um, no, that was all on the floor for the the Heat. I are you sure Dragic's not playing? No, he. Uh, I think he hurt his ankle. Watch the video. Well, I do have to say, yeah, Dragic. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, we yeah. were just informed by one of our special sources. Um, I think Bam is more of a big. Um, they're both big losses because Dragic was averaging averaging just under twenty one points a game, and um, Bam was one of their best perimeter perimeter, perimeter defenders. So that's going to be a big loss for them. I mean, who's who's their next centers they're going to guard? I mean, you got Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> and then Miles Leonard. Yeah, that's not looking too good against yeah. Anthony Davis and Javale McGee, and Dwight Howard, James, and LeBron James. Bam at uh, Bam Adebayo was a big force of nature for the Heat that game. He, even though they did lose, he was keeping them in the game. All right, so question on ESPN going around. Is AD better um, than LeBron? That's a good question. Well, I like that question, Colin, but here's how I'd phrase it better. Is AD – is this question – this question can be interpreted in many ways because I think people are saying this current – Lakers playoff team who's who's contributing more right now I mean 80 is the difference this year I, but I think 80 is better honestly think, yeah so here's what I think I think and I was just it was just brought up to me by actually one of my friends um Nathan he brought it up to me just now um I think LeBron he may not be as performing as well as AD, but I honestly think LeBron is very, very intelligent. If LeBron wanted to be scoring 40 points a game, he I'm pretty sure he could be scoring 40 points a game. It's LeBron James. He's shown us he can do this before. He's carried the 2018 Cavaliers to the finals. They got swept by the Warriors, but LeBron, he took them there. He took them past, I think it was the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's a very, he, If he wants to... If he wants to outplay other teams, he can outplay other teams. I think LeBron, he's being very smart. By, oh, I was just informed, it was 2017. LeBron carried Celtics to the conference finals. Um, I think LeBron, it's all part of like a plan he has. He's very intelligent. He's, he created this Lakers team. He's part of the like, – he's also – I know their coach, Frank Vogel, he's the coach, but LeBron is also coaching the team. I, in my opinion, he's keeping that team together. He's the glue. He's what's holding that team together. He's feeding the ball to people. He's making the plays. He's calling the play. He's playing right now. He's playing every position on that court. And therefore, I think LeBron is a better player because of that. I think, however, AD is a better scorer right now. So the reason I think that AD is better is, honestly, LeBron needs a, a, another star with him to win. I agree. I, mean, I agree. And it can't be a small forward. It either has to be a center or a power forward like AD or like a point guard. Well, I mean, he had Kyrie. Once Kyrie was there, 
He won that finals. Um, I mean, honestly, but let's be honest here. This year, this, uh, um, what's it called? This, this NBA season was all designed for an L.A. team to win the finals, either Clippers or Lakers, and I think that's how it was set up. Um, and I um, just think I think this year, uh, the championship, I, I'm assuming that I think the Lakers are going to win. I hope they don't. That's just me. But I think that there's always going to be an asterisk, uh, that's how you say it, on that championship because of the fact that they shouldn't – let's be honest here, they, they shouldn't have won that, you know. I still think the Clippers would have beat them if it was in the regular season. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, to me, this season doesn't count. I don't care if the Celtics won. I was still rooting for my Celtics, but I would have said, yeah, we still have 17. So, I mean, I think this whole, um, I think a lot of the like winning and losing has to do a lot because of the environment. I think some teams definitely could have had better outcomes or wins with their environment. For example. I think the Raptors struggled against the Celtics a lot because they performed very well at their at-home crowd because of the atmosphere. Um, it's hard to play in opposing stadiums. And now since the playing fields are balanced, we're really able to see who's good because of pure skill and talent and then who's good because of popularity. See, but I mean like, but that's not the entire NBA season. You also have to count for injuries. And that's why, honestly, I was like, man, Celtics may not do well because Kemba's having knee issues. And, you know, all these players are hurt and all these things are happening. And it allowed for everyone to get to full strength, yes, but that's not how the NBA season typically is. Uh, that's not how, like, yes, it's like this is how the, the team's at their best, but then again, it, they may not be at their best because mental-wise, they're now in a bubble for what? They were in a bubble for, like, Celtics and the Raptors two months. I think they're going on three months now. Um, that's a long time. And, you know, physical skill, if you don't have the – if you're not in the right mental state, you don't play at your best. And I heard something about Kemba. Danny Angel's like, yeah, he didn't like like himself, you know, being in there so long. So well, I, I mean, think- a lot of people's mental state were changed in the bubble. It affected a lot of um, – some. it benefited some players, and it negatively – negatively impacted some players so i think that atmosphere is just all around all around it it really showed who everyone was as a player and basically how it affected everyone um some players who i feel were not affected by it were lebron because of how talented talented he is and how long he's been playing i think someone who it positively affected was luka Doncic because um that's one of his first like See, this is one of his, what, his second season now? Yeah. Second season, this is, this is like, new to him. Like, it's like the whole NBA is new to him. So he was able – Luka Doncic before this, he was just playing in, like, empty gyms. He, look, he played with, like, the national team, but he was not used to, like, playing in large NBA crowds and stadiums. Now he's just in an empty gym based with two teams, of course. He's in an empty gym. It's just like he's playing a normal pickup game. That's all it is. I think and, that really helped him out. And and that's what I'm saying. These these are all these different things. And this is such an irregular season. That's why I'm like, this season, like, to me, it will never have, like, never happened. I'm not going to count who won. I was still rooting for my team to win. Obviously, I still want them to win. But to me, I would have been like, eh, Celtics 17 championships didn't really win. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, a lot of sports besides, um, hockey. Um, even though the big atmosphere of hockey is well to get to hockey later, but I mean, yeah, no, it, it didn't really feel the same, even though they were still playing. Yeah, and I'd say the same with hockey. I don't know about baseball and football. That's a little different. I'd say I'd say this year, honestly, all sports. I don't really even count the championships. It's just it's it's not the same. I maybe football. Um, and base. I don't know about baseball because they're doing a playoff bubble too. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to count any sports. Um. But anyways, back to our main, what we were supposed to talk about, uh, calling predictions, Lakers receipt. Well, honestly, predictions, I think it's a 4-0 sweep at this point. Adebayo's out, Drogic is out, and those are two key players for them. Butler can't do it all, so right now it's a, I'd, I'd want them, the Lakers well, to lose. But Well, no, hear me out. I don't think Butler can't do it all. I think he definitely can do it all. It's going to take a lot more effort, though, because this they, isn't just any regular team. This they is need Tyler Hero every single night to score at least 20. Him. 
Yep, and they, um, every night they need Duncan. They need Duncan's shooting to be on point. The Lakers did a very good job guarding him. Very good job. Yeah. He had very small looks, little to oh, no yeah. looks. They have the, they have you know they're focusing on the perimeter, but they are playing today. We'll find out. Um, I give um at the most, I'd say the Heat could win two games. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think honestly, if they had Adebayo and Dragic, I said, oh, this definitely could have gone to a seven game series. They had the talent, but I mean, two games at most with the team they have right now, unless someone really steps up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to NHL. Well, playoffs are finally over for the the hockey. The it's lightning, very upsetting. Lightning beat the the Stars four to two. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's upsetting because it, the Lightning won. I'm just saying it's upsetting the hockey's over. Um, this was a heck of a playoffs. I love the new format with the playing games and all that. Um, that was really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I definitely. Oh, you can go. Sorry, my thoughts on the Stanley Cup. I think that was very evenly matched. However, the Lightning just pulled it together. Lightning, they. I think once the Tampa Bay beat Boston in the play, I know that's your team call. I'm not trying to like make fun of your team, but like once they beat Boston, I felt like they kind of had it in the bag. No, I definitely agree. I mean, one of the big reasons we lost was because we lost Rask. That's like our starting goalie right off the bat, and that's like a big loss for us. One of our, I think, an all-star this year, right? Rask? Yeah, he was. And that the all-star goalie, gone. And Pasternak was hurt for much of the series. As an all-star, like an MVP candidate, in my opinion, should have been an MVP candidate. Had the most, tied for most goals scored. And so we were really hurt. And, I mean, we're kind of like the Heat right now. We're, we're injured. And we're not full strength. But, I mean, I'll give it to them. They, they played great. And they won pretty much. They dominated pretty much every single game. I gotta um, say, two of their. I think the reason two players, three players, actually, who won it for Tampa Bay, Stefan Stamkos, their left wing. He was just phenomenal these playoffs. He came out every game, went in. He gave it. He gave it his all. He scored tons of goals, and also Victor Hedman. I, I believe it. He had a goal every five shifts. This playoffs. Um, that's that's incredible. Playing. He was playing phenomenal. And then to top it all off, the icing on the cake, the number one goalie in the league, I'd say right now, Andre Vasilevsky. Vasim, Vasim, let me think. I don't know how to say it. I forgot how to say his last name. But like something Vasilevsky or something. But um, he was just – he played phenomenal in these playoffs. He kept the team together. Didn't let that many goals in. Um, and don't get me wrong, Dallas was a good team too. I mean, I, I didn't think they'd beat Vegas, but they beat him in five games. Yeah. I know Gene Ascar was not happy about that. I mean, no, Gene Ascar didn't care, actually. You're kidding. He was just happy they got to the conference finals. <laughs> like, I'm happy at this. I don't, I don't need them to get any, anywhere else. I mean, with, like, Tyler Sagan especially, I thought they would do good. Tyler Sagan was playing phenomenal. And Corey Perry with the veteran, like, he's a veteran. With the IQ he has, it just – I really thought they were going to pull it off. But um, Tampa Bay def- definitely had a better team. Um, yeah, undoubtedly. Well, um, how many championships do the Lightning have now? Uh, no, no I think it's their first. Oh. Second or first. Let's look that up. But anyways, um, yeah, exciting series for them. Happy they won. So, yeah, they have, yeah. they have two. Ah, so this is their second one. One in 2004. Right. Well, wow. congrats to them. They deserved it. They obviously. I think. I also think they um they're undefeated in the Stanley Cup. They've only made two Stanley Cups. They've made two Stanley Cups and one Stanley Cup. Two Stanley Cups. They are undefeated, I guess. Um, well, we're gonna move on to just grinding to the sports today. Baseball, baseball playoffs have finally started. We are currently in the wild card in divisional rounds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really quick, (laughs) they've been to the Stanley Cup twelve times. (laughs) Oh, okay, I was going to say yeah, this. So that's not <laughs> – never mind. That's there. not undefeated. Okay. I was reading it wrong. Oh, sorry, back to MLB. So lots of baseball action. We actually have a game going on right now. The Cardinals and Padres are playing to move to advance on into the divisional round, the div- divisional series, I should say. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of interesting Cubs that are out, lost to the Marlins 2-0. So, yeah, it's a three-game series. First of two wins, so it's two out of three. So, um, Colin, this is very exciting for me. Because this is like my first time watching baseball because I don't watch baseball. 
and like I'm just like watching the games and like these guys I mean they can hit the ball I mean well, playoff baseball is exciting baseball so that's that's usually how it is I mean the team I was rooting for Toronto of course I mean they didn't do too good according to while I was watching them it didn't look like they knew how they knew what they were doing out there but I mean hey I mean that's all right I mean it's I'm having fun watching still it's like great yeah well my team was eliminated literally they had no chance Red Sox basically had no chance of ever making it who are they playing the playoffs no, no, I'm saying we didn't make the playoffs. Oh, they didn't make the playoffs. We're oh. just so bad. Like, we were last in the division. We were terrible. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't – who's, like, the best team right now? Who has the best record? I think it was the Dodgers. Right, I, I think I heard that too. I can confirm. I think uh, – I'll get someone to confirm, but I'm pretty sure it's the Dodgers. Yeah, it's I the Dodgers. It, yeah. yeah. Ever since they got our Mookie bets, that's literally sent them off into the stratosphere. But I still oh, expect the Dodgers to lose. I'm looking it up right now. Joke. They have like a very good win percentage. Yeah, but they, they choke too much in the playoffs. I mean, they're looking pretty solid. I'm looking on Google. Yeah, but, you know, the World Series record in the past two or three years says otherwise. Lost to the Red Sox, lost to the Astros. Not too good. Well, didn't the Astros like cheat or something? Yeah, and they said we cheated too, but. It was only one guy. It wasn't I mean, it's, team. The pa- it's the Patriots. Though. I mean, it's the Red Sox, Charlie. What are you talking oh, oh, about? Oh, I thought you were talking about like, cheating us in football. Everyone says, they, the Red Sox, they said basically one dude cheated. Literally no one else. It said 95 and 53. That's insane. Damn. That's 6 4 2 win for Jesus. Um, right. Who do you think is going to win the whole thing, Colin? Honestly, I'm not too sure. But as long as it's not the Yankees or the Dodgers, I'm okay. Honestly, I'm rooting. Uh, I'm probably rooting for the Rays, even though divisional rival. I just don't want the Yankees to win, and I'd be, and they're probably the best team in the AL in the American League. Um, they have a 40, 40 wins compared to the Dodgers. They have forty three, and I mm-hmm. think they have the best chance of taking down the Dodgers. Well, all right. Um, we well, sure. so one of our last sports we will talk about today. Well, and all before we get into this. We're going to finally introduce the latest member of the Outfront crew. He is our fantasy expert. Yes, he is. Nene. His name, famous among the Outfront viewership, called Nene. Introducing Nathan Borchell, our fantasy expert for Outfront. A round Nathan, of applause, guys. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Again. Again, yes. But now you're officially part of the Outfront crew uh, we got a website, everything now. Link in bio. Guys, make sure Not you go check bio, out. But link in bio, You can see Nathan's little biography and a photo of him just to match the face with the voice. Um, yeah, we're like very excited to have him on the show now, part of the team. He's going to give a lot of his uh, well-known expertise on fantasy football and the NFL. He's he's ninety-nine point nine percent right, usually. Basically. Usually, yeah. you said to start Keenan Allen. He scored 15 points. Steph, Stephon Diggs, and so, then um, Diggs scored 30 points. Let's just get into our first subject about the NFL topic of the NFL. Um, the Rams, LA Rams, nearly completed a comeback against the Bills, and at I, one point they wore down 28 to three. Yeah, Bills are they a legit team? We need to see more from them. That's the first two games were against the Dolphins and the Jets, who aren't. No offense to the Dolphins, they're 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 mediocre. Jets suck. So and the Rams. Well, the, Dolph- the problem with the Dolphins is they just kind of go out there and have fun, and that can be a good good. They're like, they're like kids on the schoolyard. They're basically having fun, and they can win some. They all and let's not forget the Bills didn't destroy them. They almost beat the Dolphins, and they almost beat the Jets too. Um. So I, I don't know if the Bills are a legit team. I feel like they're just getting a little lucky. I think, yeah, I think we need to see a bigger sample size. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? I'm personally fully on the Jets. I mean, the Bills, not the Jets, definitely not the Jets. The Bills uh, bandwagon. I think that uh, they looked really good against the Rams in the first half. I know they had a rough second half, but I mean, the Rams offense, that's a good offense. And there's a lot of shaky teams. Uh, even the elite teams in the NFL aren't looking so great. Um, 
that division though is obviously better than I think everyone thought it was going to be going which, into this which di- which division are you talking about, Nathan? The AFC East. Yes, correct. Okay. Um, it's definitely better than what people thought. I I like it. The Stefan Diggs, uh, Josh Allen matchup definitely works. Um, Singletary looks good. I I, I like the team, and they got an easy schedule. Yeah. Um, do you think possible division winners? I think they will be division winners. Um, mm. A lot a lot happens because of their schedule. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, no, I'm not, uh, by the way, um, when I, I also believe they'll be division winners, but Colin, when I say this, I'm not saying because the Patriots aren't good. I'm saying because the Patriots have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. Yeah, but let's, okay, this is why I still think the Pats, no matter what, they're still the division champs this year. One, we have, I'd say we're probably one of the most, this this was shown the past two weeks. We can literally change our offense to whatever we want. You know, Seattle, we literally passed the ball all game. And we near, we were literally a yard away from beating the Seahawks, which are considered Super Bowl contenders. Two, and then last week against the Raiders, we rushed for 250 yards, the most efficient running game in the, uh, in the NFL so far through three games. So that versatility will allow us to really continue to dominate this AFC, not dominate, but still win this AFC East. I just don't think that we still need to see more from the bills. I think this is still up for grabs. Uh, this chiefs game for the Patriots will give us a good measuring uh, where to put them in the AFC, if they're contenders or not. Well, I don't think that's a good, I, that's that, that, I don't think the chiefs Patriots game is a good game to base off where they'll be. Well, remember the well, chiefs are I, one of the best teams in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Cause the Patriots, so I'm you, not, well, yeah, because if you if you do decently well against the Chiefs, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, for many teams, if I, you for many teams like for the Chiefs, if they beat the Patriots, it it should, like when Alex Smith beat us, it showed they were still they were decently good. They had and they could beat us. Now it doesn't measure for every team. Like the Dolphins beat us last year, that doesn't mean they're contenders, but. Well, of course, but that's those teams get lucky every once in a while. That's what I'm saying. It can be a good measuring point for some teams. Mm-hmm. Nathan, I think I think I think you test. You really see how good the Bills are, honestly, when they play the Patriots, and then I think you'll see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. And that that's what I'm saying. We need to see more from both teams and see uh, once they play against really good teams. Like the Bills haven't played against like top tier teams. Well, but, well, Patriots got a good matchup this week. That's what I'm saying. This is going to really show us how good they are. They're playing a top team. Um, I have a question for both of you. Do you think the Patriots, because look, they are looking pretty good so far, better than I think a lot of people thought they would have felt with the loss of Brady. Do you think um, that team is succeeding as it is so far? Do you think it's due to Cam Newton or Bill Belichick? It's both. It's both. Um, Who do you think is like, Playing Cam Newton like has, has put the offense on his back, mm-hmm. uh, but then somehow, I, every year it seems like this Patriots defense has no names at all, and Bill is able to turn them into basically an elite defense that teams actually have to prepare for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have so many opt-outs from COVID yeah, and free agents. We lost literally all of our linebackers. Vinoy, gone. Jim mm-hmm. Collins, gone. Hightower opted out. Landon Roberts, out. Like, literally everyone is gone. Except mm-hmm. one guy, Juwan Bentley, who barely mm-hmm. played. And, and, and I think Ken Newton has added... Really, the reason I think we're still... We're, Ken has been much more of an impact than Bill is because... And like like Nathan said, he turns no names into like these elite guys who get big contracts after. But Cam Newton has added a new part of the offense. Obviously, Cam Newton can run. Brady can. He's Newton's is third in the league right now with with quarterbacks and rushing yards. Mm-hmm. But now you have to prepare for that quarterback run. If he he could hand it off, but it could be an option play. Uh, you have to account now. There's like this whole another option that they like. Uh, what's the word? They have to prepare for. It's another thing to prepare for for defenses. They could, you know, Cam Newton can run it, play action, pass. I mean, it's unlimited what they can do with that offense. No, it's interesting to me. If you were to ask me, like, 
four years. You, uh, you've, we've seen how much the game has developed around quarterbacks and their skill sets. Um, we're seeing a lot more like fast quarterbacks nowadays, and I think a lot of teams are looking for that option. If like, it's always if you have a really fast quarterback, you're gonna get um, easier first downs because it's not only the throwing option. You can run it like. If you were to ask me four years ago, like who I thought the, like the best running quarterback in the NFL was, I'd automatically say, yeah, Cam Newton, because we saw what he could do. He's tough. He could take hits. He could run. But now we have people like Lamar Jackson, Josh. Josh Allen can run. A lot of people can run the ball, and it's just interesting to see how much the game has developed around quarterbacks who can run and how deadly that option is. Um I, I yeah. think I think that the pocket passer, the field general that sits in the in the the quarterback who sits in the pocket, is a dying breed. I don't think we're going to see many of those quarterbacks I, around anymore. I feel like we, we they're still around, but yeah, the, but that's not, what I'm saying. The ones who are elite are are like starting to disappear. Yeah, we're not seeing as many like Sam Darnold. He's like kind of up. I, I mean, he ran last night. I mean, he can run too, though. That's the thing. But he that's has, yeah, but that he's more of a pocket passer himself. He doesn't usually. There's no option plays for him. Mm-hmm. And then you have out-of-the-pocket passers like Rodgers who can scramble and still look for... Yeah. I think those quarterbacks are really deadly, the ones who can escape the pressure. And like, like kind of like um, almost like a point guard. You're calling the play as the play is happening. But there, there's a difference, though, between these running, like running quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. We're, I'm just going to compare these two. Or actually, I'm going to compare... Yeah, those two. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he can run. He's not like a... They don't usually do that, but the man can run. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in the past couple of weeks. And he I can, think for Mahomes, that is one of his super underrated qualities. Oh, he yeah, dude, run. he can run. I mean, like, you saw him, if you watched the Chargers game, they shut down his passing, right? And then the dude but ran. He was running for 15 yards to get a first down. But um, I out running linebackers. He almost he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, honestly. He's faster, though. He's faster. I swear to God, he's faster. I mean, no, no. I mean, his, but yeah, like, like play skill style. style. Yeah, his yeah, skill play style. style. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between Mahomes and Lamar, uh, and Lamar. Mahomes can still throw. He's got an arm, and he can still throw very, very accurately. Lamar cannot. I don't think Lamar, Lamar is not a very accurate passer. He threw 53% against the Chiefs uh, Monday Night Football, right? This past Monday? I mean, dude, you, you can't be – 53% is not enough for a quarterback. Well, I mean, it, I'd say it depends. It, like, it sounds quite good, but it also depends on how the rest of your team's doing. Because the game, it's not all about the quarterback. you got to – as we learn, look, Brady, he's been playing phenomenal, phenomenal, but his receivers aren't catching the balls like they should be. So um, – it's it's about football. Football. It's all. It's a team sport. It's a. It's a lot about the team. It's not like basketball where you can have one elite player and still be good. Football. Your whole team's got to work together. It's yeah. But you have to be. Let's be honest here. He still has a solid supporting group. He's got Marquise Brown. He's got Mark Andrews. Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins. I mean, he he still ran a lot. Had over eighty rushing yards, but he didn't even eclipse a hundred like passing yards. That's. He's well, I feel like that's a, he's basically abusing his um one of his skills. And to be good, you can't just be good at one thing. And, you have to be good at a sort of things. And he is right now only relying on his – he doesn't realize all of the potential he has around. He knows it's there, but he doesn't know how to use it yet. But this is why I just – I don't think the Ravens – I think this I, – I think I said this. I think the Ravens are going to go on a decline in one of the previous episodes. And and the I, reason it was in the very first episode, right? I said they were going to go on a decline this year. I I think so. I just yeah. think it's like a waste of a team, almost all yeah. that talent. Well, I mean, they have a solid enough supporting cast offensively. I think their defense is definitely carrying them, but it it can this is and the Patriots definitely learned this last year. Defense can only do so much. They're not going to play great every game. You cannot rely on your defense to win your games. If your offense sucks, you're going to lose every time. You're going to lo- almost lose every time. Unless you can shut down their offense. Like last year, we played the Titans, and you know we, we slowed them down enough, but our offense couldn't get going, and we lost the game because of it. Clear example. I think with the, the Ravens, I know they lost to the Chiefs, and which is a huge loss for them because really 
to be honest, in my opinion, I think that the Chiefs are one of the only teams standing in their way from getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, um, of course. They're still going to have a 13 or more win season. Uh, and they're still going to probably go into the playoffs as a top two favorite. Yeah, no, so, I think they're going to still finish second seed for sure. So, I mean, I don't know if they'll end up decline. I don't know if it's a decline is the word. Um, Not being able to figure out. Figure they, out. Uh, I don't know. This Kansas City team's good, and the offense, they have so many weapons. It's hard to stop them. Okay, so – Okay, so you know, you guys know I said that we had a chance to the Patriots had to be a chance to beat the the Chiefs. When? when? Okay, I'm saying it now. I think the Patriots have a legitimate chance to beat the Chiefs. Oh, uh, this upcoming game. This upcoming game. Well, of course. I mean, this is okay. They're just okay. First of all, Patrick Mahomes has had his worst games against us. Well, I mean, uh, every well, I wouldn't base it off that. Um, okay, no, no, but I'd I'm, say not, every I'm not done. Team has like a chance. To beat okay, everybody. no, but most yeah, okay. You're gonna tell me the Jets are gonna beat the Chiefs like a legit well, no, chance? Of course, no, 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 That's no, what I'm no, saying. no. I don't it, mean like that. I mean like uh, like even it, balanced teams. Okay, like, the, they're, this they're is what I'm trying to say. Other, most people are saying most people are saying this is gonna be a Chiefs victory, and you know obviously there's a pretty good chance. Not odds are not in our favor, but we Bill has beat this team before, he twice. We're two and one against Patrick Mahomes. I think he knows he's just going to do what we did the last time, run the ball down the throat because they have a terrible run defense and keep the ball out of Mahomes' Mahomes' hands. Just keep the ball as long as possible. Keep in mind, though, this isn't this exact same team from last year. But and no, the no, Patriots I'm saying... the exact same team from last year either. I know, but that's what I'm saying. We have, I think we have the best backfield in the NFL, no doubt, no question. We showed it you last week. Pass defense? No, we have the best run team, running running backs group in the league. No oh, 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 you're talking about offense. Offense, yes. And this year, so far, the Chiefs, their run defense has been ranked 30th. That That's terrible. Their pass is phenomenal at fifth best, but their run uh, run defense is third worst. So they're going to exploit that fact, and they're going to run it down their throat every, almost every single play. It'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, actually, Why is that game not a... Primetime? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked about that. Well, is there's it, like another game. Eagles, Niners, and Falcons, Packers on Monday. Oh. No, that's no we, we, we play Sunday. Right, right, but it's not. Oh, it's America's, uh, game of the, America's Game of the Week. Let me look at primetime games this week. Week Eagles, four. Niners. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's a terrible. Why would you have the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets? Literally the worst matchup I've ever seen. Because you got to get both teams. Teams, each team has to get one, so you got to get it through the season. Yeah, I know, but that's like same, same thing with the Jags in Miami, same type of thing. And that's a terrible. I think I'm. I mean, they're we still have. They're still showing us like they're gonna still. Oh man, that's a do you guys know that that Miami win, thirty-one thirteen, that was like the only win that the Dolphins won by like double figures since two thousand seventeen. That's pretty bad. So all the other wins since then have been like under ten points. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ESPN this morning. One mm-hmm. of the hosts says if he's Trevor Lawrence and the Jets have the first pick, that he would consider staying in Clemson for another year. Oh hell yeah. I, I don't know. No no no. That, what I I would hold out. I would do what Eli Manning did. I'd be like, I'm not signing with you. Tread me. That's what I would do. Um, I don't know, but then does that send sort of a bad message? No, no. You just say I don't. Wanna, I would be like, I just don't want to play for a team that that with this culture, unless First Adam Gase. I think the coach. Yeah, I think Gase is a huge. Gase part is, a, of it. is a joke. The coach sucks. He's he's only he's only still in the league because he coached Peyton Manning. That's the only reason you know, he's still in the league. You know why I think he's bad. Because he doesn't like stick to the same thing. He always tries to come up with like unnecessary ideas and all these different like. He'll every once in a while he'll have like one really cool creative play, but he tries to change things up too much. Because look, he did coach the Dolphins, and I noticed um, I noticed his coaching style. He would always change up. It would always be different every week, and then we didn't know how to like run the plays. It always he keeps changing. He never make up his mind, and like. 
Um, it can be good in some cases, depending on certain teams. It'd be in same games, what was working, he'd all of a sudden change it up to something that wasn't working. All right, guys. Just by the way, Michael Thomas has been ruled out this week. Yes, guys. Well, I mean, no, Jared, I don't know that, but I had Alvin Kamara. Wait, is Jared Cook out too? Because that means I need to pick up a new tight end. Jared Cook is out this week. Should we move into For, fantasy? Oh, Fortnite. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, we're talking about it now. Fortnite is out. Mostert's out. Jesus Christ. Let's, Fortnite. Big. The headlines this week are Mostert's out. Jimmy yeah. G obviously is out. And then mm-hmm. you got for the Bucks. You got Godwin's out along with Fournette. Yeah, Fournette's and, out. Oh, Godwin's finally then, out. Thank God. I don't think that will affect the Bucks. And then no. for. Green Bay will have Lazard will be out. Chargers have Mike Williams out. Um, I believe those are the big ones. Yeah. Um, so, Nathan, do you want – I'm about to drop. I'm doing fantasy now because of all this. I've been waiting all week because, you know, with IR, when someone's declared out, you can move them on to the IR, and I've been waiting all week for them to declare Chris Godwin out. I guess we'll use this next part of the podcast to, like, basically – have Nathan help us with our fantasy teams. Well, we're gonna. He's gonna start with. Uh, well, the first thing we had on our agenda today was actually. Let's look. We're gonna talk about the Buccaneers' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, are they mm-hmm. a top ten defense this year so far? Well, we, we originally had top five. We well, yeah, but five. I we changed it to top ten after discussing it. I mm, I don't know. I don't see them as. Look, defenses for me. I I think it's really about um matchups. I mean it makes sense. I mean yeah, of course there are like good defenses, but like there look the top like five defenses of course are set in stone, but if you in fantasy don't have one of like the top 5 to 10 defenses, then I wouldn't I would be constantly switching and looking for matchups. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um Nathan, second, what do you what do you think about it? I got Bucks right at number 10. Um, yeah. the, in terms of rest of the season, now this week against the Chargers, I think they're a top three defense that you got to play. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that can be the case for many teams. They can always move up to be like saying like, uh, what? Uh, who's a good defense? Name a good defense. Ravens. The, name a defense that's like a good defense, but not number one. There's Bills. Actually, Bills have been not that good, though. Well, okay, but say, okay, say, for example, let's just use the Bills as an example. Say the Bills defense. So, okay, Ravens, say Ravens defense is better than Bills defense, right? But say the Bills are playing the Jets, like, or like a bad team, of course, and the Ravens are playing like, I don't know, like the Patriots or like the Chiefs or something. Of course, you're going to want to take the Bills if they're playing the bad team, even though they might both be good defenses. Yeah, you always want to pick the more favorable matchups. When, yeah, it's like for me in one league, I'm I didn't get a top defense, so I'm constantly switching out every week uh, who I want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm like right now I'm checking fantasy, and uh, I was waiting for because I knew Godwin was going to be out. They just had declared a doubtful, and I couldn't. I don't want to drop anyone I didn't need to, and I could just move Godwin out. But um. Oh yeah, the Steelers Titan games that that must screwed up a lot of people this week. Yeah, if I'm, oh, I have, yeah. I have Johnu Smith as my tight end. Um, um, if I'm personally, my view on it is just wait. Did they announce that it's postponed or just? Yes, canceled? they already announced it's postponed to another week. Yeah, they're. I think they're they're switching bye weeks. Was it the Titans? And I think personally, looking forward for the season. If you have a case where there's a coronavirus spread on the team, you just mm-hmm. have to sit those players. You cannot, yeah. you can't risk on the game being postponed or anything. You can't because most likely it will end up being postponed just, if someone has the, the risk reward is just not there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I was really hit hard by one league. I had lost Derrick Henry. I lost. Steelers defense, I lost my tight ends. I was really hit hard, and I lost my kicker and receiver. I literally lost, like, half my starting lineup. You know who um, – I want to talk about tight ends again. Um, I th- I'm not just saying this because I'm a Miami fan. I think Mike Gusecki has a lot of potential. Um, So far, it's, he showed that he's pretty good. I mean, of course, last game, he only had eight points. But then again, like, he wasn't targeted that much. He only had a couple targets, one for a touchdown. 
But like against good teams, he's a huge target. Oh yeah, no, for sure. He's the you know, when they're focused on like Devontae Parker, they're definitely gonna look to him. They look cause um when they're playing good teams with good defenses, he's that guy who's gonna catch it like ninety percent of the time. Like I said, if it's thrown right yeah. there, he's gonna catch Devontae Parker's more of he's more of your skilled receiver, like that's your go to, like you need the first down, you're going to go for like – or you need a lot of yards, you're going to go for Devontae Parker with a long – and then they got Ford Williams for little small catches and stuff. But I really think Mike Gusecki is a very good fantasy tight end, ranked number six right now. Um, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm going to move on. Start and sit him? What, what about- did you say? You guys want to start on start and sit him for the week? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So uh, right, let's so hear. I uh, I divided it up by position. Mm-hmm. So my start of the week for running back is Mike Davis out of Carolina. I think that um, we saw the production that he's been get, uh, given over the past two weeks, mm-hmm. um, and with McCaffrey out, he's a guarantee starter. Um, I'm not sure that even when McCaffrey comes back, that he's gonna be some you know, top 10 value kind of draft pick. This is an ankle injury that a lot of fantasy players struggle with, and it kind of lingers with them throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So I think you get constant value throughout Mike Davis throughout the season. Even when McCaffrey comes back, I think he's still worth rostering. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another player that might be good this week is Carlos Hyde. Chris Carson might not play this week, and I think he'll, be, he'll, he'll, he'll get rep, more reps. That's definitely a team you got to monitor. Um, Now to my waiver of the week, I think, hands down, Rex Burkhead. Um, You saw what he did last week, three touchdowns, puts up 30-plus points in fantasy. Um, He basically replaced the James White role. Yeah, but he went off. And took it to another level. That's what he did. And to me, I think you've got to waiver him. I don't know that he's a start. Um, Actually, maybe – Maybe this week you could start him because I don't know that they're just going to mix in James White immediately. This is his first week back from practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Michelle and uh, Burkhead are going to really get the main trade-off. Um, and then in a more deeper league, um, one guy like – this is a deep league uh, – Giovanni Bernard out of Cincinnati. Mixon has struggled this whole season. Yeah. Uh, is Pardon? that 12 person league yeah if you get over 10 anything over 10 um oh it just in general you're saying yeah yeah oh, okay. in general uh, any deep league uh kind of waiver wire i think bernard's a good pick he gets a bunch of just trash yards at the end of the game um where he picks up about seven or eight points so i think if if i think he's just good depth and uh, then my I, one my okay. one guy that I'm sitting this week is Adrian Peterson. I don't have faith in the guy at all. Um, I think that this is – it's Lions-Saints, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's a game that's going to be high scoring, and Lions are going to be playing catch-up the whole game, and they're going to be throwing the ball. So I don't think Adrian Peterson's guy to play. Okay, so I'm, I have a couple waiver pickups for deep leagues. I think one player you should definitely look at is David Montgomery. Uh, Cohen's out now. He's like the, the top guy in Chicago. He's not really sharing with Cohen anymore. So I, th- I think he's good enough for like a solid backup role, maybe starter in deep leagues. Well, I mean, uh, David, I, I would assume he's... he's uh, some leagues, I, I, like eight-man leagues, he's not picked up obviously, uh, oddly. Yeah, but. I would. I would pick him up now. Um, I'm oh, yeah. hearing there's rumors that Bears are looking into Lamar Miller. Um, yeah. but, but David Montgomery value definitely goes up. Oh, and then – and this is like for deeper leagues, like really like 12 or 14-man leagues. Uh, I think Joe Burrow, if he's not picked up, like or like 12-man leagues, I think Joe Burrow's a good backup. He's been pretty, playing really good. Oh, oh. Uh, if he's not also, I know this is going to sound like ridiculous, but in all honesty, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a pretty solid player. If you're in like a 14, <laughs> like, no, I'm not even kidding. Like I'll take Jared Goff. Um, personally, 
for both of you guys almost agree with me. I mean, I, for me, my start of the week in quarterback is Joe Burrow. I think that I think he's a top 10 quarterback right now in fantasy. Um, that team is always going to be playing catch up, which means they're always going to be throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, he, and he runs. Oh, yeah. So you get rushing yards. And, yeah, but you also, a, to, you also have to count for the fact that his run game is terrible. The offensive line is terrible, so the run game isn't as good, and they're running the offense through him, which is a lot of opportunities right. to get touchdowns and the guards and all. And kind of relating with Charlie, my waiver wire of the week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. I think this guy, um, he's a good option – if, if injury goes down, I think he's a solid guy to get back because he's someone who's going to give you either 35 points or five points. You don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really, risky. Well, no, no. He's, he's like, a boom or one, bust. He's booming or he's busting. No, to be honest, I don't think he's ever going to be busting unless he gets hurt. Like, I mean, first game no. of the season, he got eight points, but that's because, like, first he's game facing, of the season. He's facing the Patriots. That's why. But, um, I like him. Yeah, but no, honestly, J- Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm, I may be a Dolphins fan, but I do watch all the games. I watch all the highlights. They're constantly trying to score. That offense is constantly – they don't stop at anything to stop score. All their games, they've been within range um, so far and this honestly, season. He's a quarterback that also uses his legs more surprisingly oh. than – Oh, yeah, you wouldn't think. I mean, last year he led the Dolphins in rushing yards, but last game – the whole game, he was putting his body on the line he, to get the first down. He'd run. He doesn't. He doesn't slide. He'd run head first in the people, always trying to get the extra yards. He keeps running and running. I mean, rushing touchdown last game. He's gonna get you. He'll get you points. That's all I have to say. Right. And I uh, oh, can go. Okay. Uh, my my deep league stream of the week is um. It's it's. I don't really like this one to be honest honest but it's it's nick mullins um for the time being while jimmy g's out i think he's gonna get decent points honestly that offense though is gonna be running the ball um oh yeah but i think if you really are desperate for a quarterback i think he's an option and then lastly for quarterback my guy that i really don't like that people were hot on is Derek carr oh no i, don't I like think him. it's too risky time- Get off of Derek Carr. I don't think this Raiders team is legit. Um, I just I don't I don't think the team's good. I really don't. I think they got lucky, and I I don't think I don't think they can uh, repeat their success throughout the season. Oh, yeah, okay. I I actually agree with you. I ran them on there. So I do have a player that I definitely think people are uh, don't start Hayden Hurst. Mm. Um, dude's a little risky. He had like a good 18 point game, but he's kind of risky. He's like a boomer bust. This week definitely don't start. And he's playing the Packers. Phenomenal defense. Um, but yeah, I mean James Robinson, dude, he was great last week. 30 points. Yeah, he's a he's gonna be a top 20 running back at the end of the season. Yeah, dude, uh, I I started him last week. Yeah, he's he's a start for sure. You guys know that one receiver on the Eagles, like I think Gray Ward or something. Who? Gray Ward. I I didn't know he was until like I, I saw Agu- that. Aguilar, but, but I don't think. No, Gray Ward. He like look. He only had eight points and like um first game, second game, one point, third game, twenty points. Um, he looked very consistent. I'm not saying like he has like just that game though. That game he looked consistent because I looked back to see if what if it was just like lucky. He didn't really play much. Week one and two, week three he played a lot and he got twenty points and he was catching the ball constantly. But I just I'm not even saying like put him on your team or anything. I'm just saying just notice that. All right, yeah. well, you guys, let's move into our final part: uh, Survivor Fantasy Survivor. Oh, this is I love this. So this is okay. So if you guys don't know how it works, it's kind of like you pick a team to win. If they lose. Uh, you're out. If you win, then you keep going and you try to get through all 17 games of mm-hmm. the season. You can only use a team once, and that's what really makes it interesting. Colin and Nathan are currently enrolled in leagues like this. I'm not enrolled in the league. That's Survivor. I'm just going to pick them. But um, I love hearing Nathan and Colin's um, picks each week. So, okay, so this week I have the Seahawks uh, as my pick. I've had the in the past three weeks, I've had the Bills, Titans, and Colts. They've all won. 
And this week, I had the Seahawks taking on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, uh, Nate, Nate, well, I'd like to first say, Colin, I think that is a very safe pick. Um, Seattle, they've been playing really well. Phenomenal. Look, Miami, they're in, as much as I like them, that's not like a team you want to pick to win against this Seahawks. Yeah, no. And, and Wilson's playing like an MVP, and I'm going to take that hot hand. Uh, I mean, there's like the Rams or the Ravens, but I'm going to take the safe pick and take the Seahawks. I think that's a very safe pick. Um, yeah, I think it's a solid what pick, Colin. What do you think, Nathan? What did you do for week What's four? What's your Nathan? Week four, I am picking the Rams over the Giants. I think the, the spread is double digits. I think that the Giants look absolutely dead. Um, they have nothing going on for them. Uh, my other pick is the Ravens Washington game, but I really don't want to pick Ravens. You know, yeah. uh, kind of early in the season. I, I think it would pick Seattle. Such as Seattle, I think that's a yeah, good no. option. Um, one game. There's a couple games that I think though people need to stay away from, and one of them's Monday Night Falcons Packers. I don't know that Packers are just going to walk over this team. No, not at all. Um, Falcons have – I know they've choked, but their offense looks good, no matter what you can say. It's, it's really their defense is what's costing them their game. Oh, yeah. And look, that like thing with the Cowboys, like, look, that was like – that wasn't Matt Ryan or the offense's fault at all. Right. And, and for this game, this is a, this is a ride-or-die game for them. They're 0-3. They can't lose this game. Yeah. Um, so that's one good. of them. And then I don't know if you guys will agree with this. There might be some bias. Mm-hmm. I really think to stay away from the Bucks Chargers, Godwin and Fournette out. No, I don't I, that that's a game you should pick. No, I agree. Especially I've Justin Herbert has been looking pretty solid, and they did put up a good fight against the Chiefs. Um, and look, the Chiefs won on a field goal, so that's not like anything they could have prevented. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like know, the Chargers are designed to beat the Chiefs, though. Mm, look, I. I just think Tampa. I look. I'm right now on my picks. I pick Tampa Bay, but um, I agree with what you're saying. With that's not like a hand. They're not going to hand the win over to Tampa Bay. That's like a, I just what I'm trying to. I just don't know that uh, Tampa is the best pick of the to, week. To, okay, to be honest, I think Tampa is more a favorable pick in like week eight when they play the Giants. That's that's, that's where a, I pick Tampa. Yeah, that's like I'm just picking the most favorable matchups. I'm like the most likely chance that team's going to win. I'm picking them because also, I know that's. Also, um, sorry to interrupt, but this Tampa team is completely brand new. Like this whole team is new as of this year. New, it's a, it looks like a new franchise. Honestly, it's a new team, so we we don't really don't know about them much, much yet. But like, I have the Chargers. I picked them week six against the Jets. I think they'll win that for sure. I think they're a safe pick. Mm. Yeah. Um, guys, thoughts on the Detroit New Orleans game? Just, just want to know. Yeah, we got to wrap up soon here. Yeah, really quick. Uh, uh, Detroit, quick. New Orleans. I think that's going to be No, you know game. what? Let's let's do this really quick. I'm going to just name off each game, and you're going to say who you think is going to win. Really quick, all right? No explanation, just quick answers. Ready? Okay. Arizona, Carolina. Arizona. All right, Nathan? Arizona. All right, Baltimore, Washington. Baltimore. Dallas, Cleveland. Dallas. Although yeah, that's definitely. A- that's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think Dallas is going to come out on top. All right, Chicago and Indianapolis. Ooh. Chicago. I'm, I'm actually going to Indianapolis. I like Phillip Rivers. I'm, I trust him. He had a great game. Bulls. Bulls. All right. I took the Colts in that one. But um, Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Oh, Cincinnati. All right. It's going to be a close game, but I think Burrow's going to pull out his first one finally. It's Bucks and Chargers. Bucks and Chargers. Oh. Bucks. Yeah, I have to say Bucks. Chargers are going to keep up to an extent, but I don't think they're going to pull off the win. expect the Chargers to win. No. No, definitely not. The Vikings and the Texans. Texans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Vi- yeah, Texans are better than the 0-3 Vikings. All right. Detroit, uh, Saints and Lions. Saints. Yeah, right. Saints. Dolphins and Seahawks. Hawks, Hawks all the way. All right, unless Ryan Fitzpatrick pulls it off. Rams and Giants. Rams. Okay. Vegas and Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree. I don't think I don't think the Raiders can pull off a win against them. Patriots and Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm gonna go Patriots. I'm not trying to be biased. I just think they have a better running team. Then I'm gonna go Dolphins. Then so. Oh God, well, there we go. Travis just being weird. Uh, 49ers and Eagles. Um, Eagles. Mm, I don't know, but I'd still take Niners. I still, I, th- I still think they're the better team. All right. I think, I think the game matters much more to the Eagles. That's why. Oh no, it does for sure. It does. Yeah, I agree with Nathan. The Eagles, um, they can definitely. I feel like the Eagles will win, honestly. All right. Nick Mullen told them to. And then Packers and Falcons last game. Uh, ooh. I still, I think the Packers are going to win. They have a better defense than the Falcons. Follow-up question, high scoring or low scoring? High scoring. All right. And that concludes our rapid speed picks. Um, um, well, I'm happy to have, I mean, I'm happy to have Nene on here. Finally, Nathan is our on-the-call fantasy expert. Uh, any, any last remarks before we sign off, finally? No. No. So, Nathan's I'm good. Just, um, well, um, our socials down below and everything. Yeah. Make sure to... Uh, Subscribe. Check out where we post everything: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Acast. Um, make sure to check out our website. Just uh, posted it. I mean, put it up a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, like Charlie said, check our socials. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. See All you right. guys. See you guys. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>